Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Earlier this morning, we were talking about this. It's kind of come at us kind of fast. This special counsel that was appointed, these documents found in two locations, President Biden in one location at University of Pennsylvania, another at his home in Delaware. And a special counsel has been appointed. And we are very fortunate this morning to have Cully Stimson, true expert. I can't, I don't have time to read his whole pedigree, but believe me, when he talks, you should know that he knows what he's talking about. He's the deputy director of Edwin Meese Third Center, manager um, of, of the National Security Law Program, senior legal fellow, et cetera, et cetera, from the Heritage Foundation. Good morning, Cully. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. So just kind of get us up to date on your take of what's happened so far. Well, I think there's two, two simultaneous fronts going on. The legal side is that the attorney general appointed Rob Herr uh, as a special counsel. Rob uh, was the U.S. attorney for Maryland during the Trump administration. He clerked for Justice uh, Chief Justice Rehnquist at the Supreme Court. He was a an assistant U.S. attorney for a long time in the Baltimore U.S. Attorney's Office. So he's pretty well known in uh, the legal world. Uh, I've met Rob. He seems to be a straight shooter. Um, And, you know, this is the second special counsel this attorney general has appointed. He appointed another guy to look into the Trump classified documents piece. So that's the legal front. Um, The political front is different because... Here you have, from news reports, you know, at least two separate sets of documents found in Biden's possession. Uh, I think there's going to be more found, frankly, in other locations, too. Uh, And we find out that they found the first set of documents before the election, but we didn't find out about it before the election. And so I think that's where the political blowback is. And I think that's where a lot of the heat is coming from. At the end of the day, though, on the legal front, it's the attorney general who's going to have to decide what to do based on those two special counsel's findings. Uh, And he cannot avoid uh, deciding what to do. And remember when he was uh, up for confirmation, he said the buck stops with him, essentially, that he's going to make these decisions and not punt these decisions to outside counsel. So we have a ways to go till we find out what happens on both fronts. So one of the things that, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but the timing of this is very weird. And there's a lot of Democrats that don't want President Biden to run again. The fact that mm-hmm. his attorneys are the ones that brought this forward. I'm sure these this box of documents has to have been in his garage for how long now? 
suddenly we find this cardboard box of confident of of, of of top secret documents what do you what is your assessment of the timing of all of this and do you think there's something nefarious about the timing or is it just a coincidence well clearly somebody made the decision uh when these documents were found at his so-called think tank uh before the election not to tell the press uh and so i think you know first order of business on the political side is who decided that? Did the president know that these documents were found before the election? Did the president say, let's not disclose that? And why? Uh, I mean, I think it sort of stinks. Uh, if this is a transparent presidency, which they keep claiming to be, uh, then what? Did the lawyers decide themselves when they found it not to tell anybody until after the election? And if so, why did they do that? So I think, I think that it stinks. Honestly, I mean, everyone who sees this, even if you're a Democrat and you're a Biden supporter, knows that they're they were worried about political blowback. Um, and so somebody, some bodies and maybe it's a House oversight hearing uh, or actual reporters doing actual questions of actual government officials. That'd be nice to see. Uh, will get to the bottom of it. We're talking to Cully Stimson, Deputy Director of the Edwin Meese III Center, and he is with the Heritage Foundation. I'm Karen Michael, in for John Reed. So I have to reflect back on Jim Comey when he was announcing the findings from the Hillary Clinton investigation, which really, to me, seemed way more intentional, that she intentionally secluded this information and secured it and made every effort to keep it separate and secret and all of that. And, I mean, I know Jim Comey. I worked with him at McGuire Woods. I, you know, thought highly of him at the time. But I just thought Mm -hmm. it was unusual when he said no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute for her having these documents. Is that the same situation we have with President Biden, or do you see it as a different situation? Well, I'm glad you zeroed in on the no reasonable prosecutor language that he used during that infamous press conference. Because, remember... He was the cop in that investigation. He was not the official who would make the decision as a prosecutor whether or not um, a prosecutor who viewed the evidence in its totality would make the decision to prosecute. It wasn't his call to make, but he made it. And in the run-up to his no reasonable prosecutor statement, the evidence was damning. It, it was. Uh, when he said the conclusion, intent. it didn't make any sense based on the initial facts that he laid out. And then all of a sudden it's like, but we're not going to bring any charges. And you thought, that's odd. Right. I mean, all of us were sitting there hearing, uh, you know, to use an analogy, uh, we found the guy standing over the dead body. He was holding a gun. The gun was smoking. He said, oh, why did I shoot him? Uh, but no reasonable prosecutor would uh you know, prosecuting for murder. It's like, huh? It was a, it was a real head snapper. So, um, look, I don't know how this is going to turn out. You don't know how it's going to turn out. I'm skeptical of special prosecutors. I think through the normal course of business, this Justice Department should have been able to investigate both of these in a timely manner. Garland sort of punted to special counsels, probably to give himself some political cover. Uh, he's not going to be able to get away with ultimately avoiding a decision here. But one would hope, at least in theory, that the facts should drive the decision of whether to move forward uh, with any criminal referrals uh, or criminal actions or civil actions. Um, 
But the fact is that now this president finds himself with egg on his face, at least uh, from a political standpoint, uh, for holding classified documents in at least two places uh, at a time when he wanted to have the moral political high ground of saying it's all it's all Trump and Trump held it. So I think there's a lot of green between the ball and the cup here. Uh, but uh, this is going to play out on these two fronts, and it's going to get uglier before, before get, we get more clarity. And, of course, the media can't help but compare the Trump situation, which they say are tens of thousands of documents, compared <laughs> to the situation with uh, former President Trump, compared to the situation with President Biden, where they say, well, it's just a couple, just a couple. Although I thought I read that it wasn't just it was some of it was top secret documents, which I think, I guess, has a higher level of classification. You would know better than I. So why don't you go ahead and make the comparison? Is there a comparison to be made between the situation with alleged situation with former President Trump and then the situation with President Biden and the, both of their documents that they have? Well, you know, having worked in McGuire Woods and been around really good lawyers, uh, that facts are stubborn things and facts drive legal conclusions. And we have some facts out there, both at former President Trump and former Vice President Biden have now essentially acknowledged they had classified information, classified documents uh, in their possession. Uh, from a legal standpoint, of course, a president, when he's the president, he can declassify any document he wants. And former President Trump said he did declassify those documents before he left office. Uh, and so, okay, he has the right to declassify it. Whether he has the right to possess declassified documents is a question that, you know, the special counsel will have to look at because there are rules, as you know, about being in possession of government documents that should be with the National Archives. But remember, his team was in discussions with the National Archives and the Justice Department over a period of months about returning documents. No vice president has the legal authority to declassify documents, period. And so whether it was just human error or whether it was some other excuse or whether he wanted those documents for whatever reason, he just didn't have the legal authority to declassify them. So, I mean, we don't know a lot of other facts. We can assume things. We can guess things. We can go down the conspiracy road. I know there's a lot of stuff on the Internet out there. I don't pay much attention to it, frankly. Uh, but uh, I think Rob Herr has a pretty good reputation. I know some people on the right say he's a, uh, a lackey of Chris Ray and, and things like that. I've known him to be a pretty straight shooter. Uh, he has that reputation. But we'll see, because at the end of the day, fact-finding process takes time, unless people want to be cooperative, uh, which the Biden team could have been and could have been transparent. Uh, and Garland has to make a decision based on facts. And I think he's in a tight spot because he has not been a paragon of courage, uh, especially when it comes to a lot of other things that one would have expected him to just uh, let the facts drive his conclusion. So we'll see. So we're just about out of time. Um, and I just wanted to ask you real quick, Do you, they did get a search warrant to go through President, former President Trump's home to look for documents. Do you expect that there will be a similar search warrant to go through all of the properties that President Biden owns to determine if there are any documents there? Don't know. Uh, Rob Herr would have the ability to do that. Um, and, 
You know, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Um, I think you're as frustrated as I am that they had to get a search warrant to go into the Trump properties because they were cooperating. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, you know, Rob Herr has the authority to do it. Hopefully he get he acts quickly because documents can disappear. Right. Uh, so we'll see. And and it is true that that President Trump's I mean, President Biden's attorneys were the ones that brought this forward. So you would hope mm-hmm. that they are at least helping to be part of the solution of bringing things forward and their stand up. And, and certainly Rob Herr's pedicure is is incredible. I mean, you read his his background. So I. It's his frustrating. Pedigree. His pedigree, yeah, yeah. pedigree. I'm sorry, pedigree, yeah. And but, I think uh, that he, pedigree, yeah, that's not the right word. Pedigree is, is excellent, and I think that he. Um, it's kind of unfair to criticize him on the front end when they, you know, he does have such excellent background. Uh, Cully Simpson, thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 